0: are listening to the Pipeline Show
1: with Gee Flaming.
0: You know, I hear the camera adds ten pounds. Looks like you've eaten five cameras.
1: Back on the Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming, continuing on with our 2019-20 season previews for all the WHL teams, and we already touched on the Edmonton Oil Kings, and there'll be another Alberta team coming up. But all these in the Dub segments are brought to you by DubNetwork.ca. You can stay up to date on everything happening around the western hockey league and uh they're doing a fine job during the summer with their daily doses of the dub you can find that at dubnetwork.ca i mentioned another alberta team it's the calgary hitmen and uh, that means that general manager jeff is back on the pipeline show jeff welcome back to the program how's summer been
0: summer's been good gee always a pleasure to chat with you and uh get to Get ready for the upcoming hockey season.
1: All right, well, let's get right to it as camps are opening up. As you and I are speaking right now, what, about two weeks away, I guess, from uh, the start of uh, rookie and then main camps for WHL teams. Before we get to uh, what's happening this season with your roster, maybe we'll take a second to reflect on last year's roster and the players who aren't back. And uh, obviously all of the teams will uh, lose their overage players from last year, the 1998-born group for you. That's Jake Krisky Caden Elder, and Luke Coleman Three forwards, three impact players for your team. Uh, anybody else from last year's roster that you're not expecting back this year?
0: No, I think those are really the only ones. We uh, we you know we were way we built this a couple years ago with the trades that we made. We knew that. Uh, You know, this year and next year was kind of not our year, but, you know, that, you know, our team was going to stay the same and there'd be very little turnover or we had hoped there would be little, very little turnover. So, you know, I I don't think there's anyone else. I mean, uh, you know, training camp and exhibition will determine some. There's always a new wave of players coming in that can possibly push uh, older players out. And uh, but uh, that's the beauty of junior hockey. So uh, time will tell on that.
1: Now, when it comes to the overage situation for your club right now, I believe you have the rights to four players, but I think only three. I don't believe Matthew Armitage is playing in the dub this year. Is he going to the BCHL? Is that is that correct? Yes, he'll
0: go back. As far as I know, he'll go back to the BCHL. We'll start the year with uh, Mark Kastelik and James Baum up front and Dakota Krebs on the back end, and those will be our three 20-year-olds to start the year. Obviously, the uncertainty will be Mark Kaslick being a draft pick of the Ottawa Senators at the recent NHL draft. As a 20-year-old player, he can play you know, minor pro if need be, so uh, we hope and think he will be back, but you never know, and uh, well, time will tell with how Mark does a training camp in September with the Ottawa Senators.
1: At this point, not signed yet by Ottawa, correct? No, no, he's not. Yeah, they just drafted him. So, um, yeah, pretty good chance. I think he's back in Boya uh, with uh, he and James Mom. You could potentially have two of the the most offensive uh twenty uh, uh, year olds in the league. That's uh, and with the uh, Krebs on the back end, really good defenseman there. Um, that's a, a trio of overage players that would be the envy of the league.
0: Well, I don't know about the envy of the league, but we'd be really happy. I mean, Mark Kaslick is. Is the key to our hockey club, and obviously you saw him lots last, last year. And I mean, mm-hmm. he's coming in to be his fifth season. He's really come into his own the last two years. You know, scoring 47 goals last year, getting drafted by Ottawa, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, James Maugham, you know, an offensive guy we picked up in a trade with Vancouver at the end of October. I think the key thing that we like D, is that all three of these guys, not that James Maugham or Dakota Krebs are homegrown, but they've been here long enough that you're not trading for them in the summer. They know what's expected. They know the expectations of our team, both on and off the ice. And, uh, you know, we're excited to have them all back and you know really hit the ground running with the three that you know you're going to have
1: well and that brings us to the import players and uh, you did make two selections in this past import draft and you've signed both players though one from the Czech Republic one from Slovakia you do also have uh Zamula the rights to still I know he's signed by the Philadelphia Flyers is that why you were able to uh, select two players because he is signed
0: Exactly. He's assigned signed NHL player, so we were allowed to select two, and uh, we selected Jonas Pedrick from the Czech Republic, a 2001 forward, and Samuel Kratz from, from Slovakia, a 2002 forward, and uh, obviously, you know, we're not moving Yegor Zamula, you know, almost, uh, you know, I think, almost 60 points last year as a defenseman, Uh, you know, we're expecting big things from him when he returns from Philadelphia this year. So one of those two Euros unfortunately will not make our team, but it's always good to have competition and uh I think that uh you know the one age group that we you know that we're a little thin in in in, in, in I, I think is the two thousand two age group. So with the trade we made last year with Moostra at the Bantam draft for Jet Wu, we traded Ryder Korzak. So, you know, not giving the leg up on Samuel Cratch as a two thousand two, but uh training camp exhibition season and the start of the regular season will determine which one stays
1: both the new imports though that you have signed they're aware of the situation you kind of told them as you're signing them that with the uh, zamuli one of them's not going to be with your
0: uh, team. absolutely uh, absolutely i mean they know what's going on and i mean as you know competition is always good and we want lots of competition even though we have a number of returning players as i mentioned earlier there are going to be some young guys and the european players are going to be pushing for spots so uh you know, we're looking forward to the start of training camp and really, you know, a quick four-game exhibition season and then start the regular season. So, you know, we want these kids to come in and make an impression and do what they do and do it well.
1: All right, let's go to your goaltenders who are coming to camp and the guys vying to be uh, the two uh, on your roster. And uh, I would suggest Carl Stankowski and Jack McNaughton would be the, uh, the the favorites to get those jobs. They played with you for the most part all season last year and McNaughton, the uh, admirable job that he did to help get your team uh, into the playoffs and, and played pretty well with uh, Stankowski on the shelf for an extended period of time. I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest that's your, that's your goaltending duo this year. Fair to say?
0: Fair, but I, I don't want to say it's written in stone. We were pretty excited about the two 2002 goaltenders we have in Braden Peters and Ethan Hine. Braden played with the Lethbridge Midget, Midget Hurricanes last year and, uh, Ethan played in uh, Swift Current AAA midgets. And, uh, you know, those are two guys that were up last year when Carl was out with his high ankle sprain for, you know, 10 weeks. And we had to have a revolving door behind Jack McNaughton. So, you know, obviously Jack McNaughton is our number one guy. He proved it last year. Uh, we don't make the playoffs without Jack McNaughton's play last year. At one point, he played 23 straight games as a 17-year-old rookie. Uh, obviously it's his draft year with the late birthday of the 2001. So his expectations of what he, he's hoping to accomplish. I mean, I know he's got a lot on his mind. You know, Carl Stankowski is going to come in and compete for a job. Carl knows that. We spoke to him at the end of the year that, you know, we, uh, right now Jack is our number one guy, but that's, you know, you got competition. And if we have to start the year with three goalies, we will do that. And uh but those are the four goalies that would be competing you know the the key guys at this point and uh and we feel you know like it's such a tough position as you know gee that you can never have too much depth in goal and we we think that uh you know in the last couple of years we've made some changes on our list we've made some trades uh Brayden Peters was a draft pick we've got some good goalies we think coming up in the o three and o four we we think we've got some uh some depth in that position
1: now with stankowski's injuries the last couple of years. They were all unrelated to each other, right? I mean, last year, the high ankle sprain, that's unrelated to uh, why he was out with Seattle for so long. But any concern with his health moving forward?
0: Well, there was nothing, you know, coming into last year, We, you know, the Carl's issues would have happened in Seattle with his hip and his diet and all the other things that he had. Mm-hmm. There was It didn't flare up at all last year. I mean, he did a, coming back and playing, and he showed right away that he could do it. And then unfortunately he was just hitting his stride in the in November when we were on our US trip and uh, rolled that ankle in Seattle of all places and, uh, you know, didn't come back until February and I mean, you know, it's uh, it was it's too bad from Carl's because he was really playing well for us. And, uh, you know, again, you, nothing wrong with having some depth and goal. And, I mean, you, you look at the, the teams in our league. There was a few teams last year, including the Edmonton Oakings who had a lot of depth and goal. And it's such an important position. And, you know, you play 68 games during the year, you, you know, and you don't want to ride that horse and wear them out. So if you can get uh, some depth and get some of the other guys to play some quality minutes, it, it bodes well for your team down the road.
1: Jeff Shenouth is the general manager of the Calgary Hitmen. My guest here on the Pipeline Show as we're previewing the upcoming season uh, for the Hitmen. Uh, you mentioned the Oil Kings, and I just spoke with Kurt Hill uh, not that long ago and uh, said to him, "It's uh, when a team can bring back as many defensemen uh, from the previous season, it's such a blessing. And like the Oil Kings, you get to bring back pretty much everybody uh, from last year's team. Obviously, Yara Yomenko was dealt in that trade to Moose Jaw, but uh, to bring everybody back and add Jet Woo to the mix, uh, that's uh, that's a huge piece to, to the puzzle for you guys.
0: Well, no question about it. We we thought that uh, we got exposed a little bit in the second round of the playoffs last year and one against Edmonton. And the key thing I thought was their defense. Their defense played a lot better than us. They were uh, more active, and uh, so you know, obviously, one of our not off season goals because we didn't think we were going to be able to get Jet Woo, but we were looking to get a you know a top end defenseman. We thought we'd have to trade for it at, at the deadline but uh, to have an opportunity to have Jet Wu for the whole year, uh, we think he's a legitimate number one defenseman in this league. One of the top scoring defensemen in the league last year can play in all situations, has a little bit of edge to his game, right-handed shot. I I just think it does so much for us. And, uh, you know, from our end, I mean, it's, uh, this gives us more depth when you add Igor Zamula. Jackson Van Alisa really took strides, much like our team in the second half of last season. Um, uh, he's now a year older. He's going to be 18. Luke Prokop had a great year as a 16-year-old. He played quality minutes from the time he arrived. And, uh, you know, not many 16-year-olds can step in and play that many minutes. You've got Lane Toter, who can play up and down the lineup. You've got Dakota Krebs. So you return six guys, I mean, veteran guys. And then you've got some young guys, you know, you've got Devin Clawson who played up and down forward in defense for us last year. Andrew Biggers who played two years ago is going to come back and compete for a spot. He, he finished the year in West Kelowna, the BCHL. That doesn't even get us into our O3s and uh, Tyson Galloway and, and Rory Neal. And as well as we've got some O2s and Evan Toth and Hal Shonick that are going to compete for spots. So we've got a lot of defensemen. A lot of guys are going to compete for spots. And as I mentioned, and I'll say many times, competition is good and, uh, we're, uh, again, trying to build some depth in our organization.
1: Just out of curiosity, I don't know if you can reveal too much, but how did the JetWoo trade uh, come together for you? You said at the start there that you didn't expect you'd be able to get them.
0: Well, I think Alan Miller and I have a very good relationship, and uh, we had joked about it uh, when we were dealing a couple of years ago when we were moving Jake Bean, and we were very interested in Jake Bean and some of the other trades, the Beck Malenstein trade, the, the Mateo Gennaro and I think that he joked said, "Well, I'll be coming to you in a couple of years with Jet Woo." So we've always joked about that at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, as it turned out, I mean, uh, it just kind of was a perfect storm. Came together very quickly, uh, which doesn't always happen with deals of that magnitude. We did not want to give up Ryder Korzak. He had a great second half of the year. Our 60 year olds played key minutes with all our injuries. So I think it was really, you know, to get that done that quickly and still have. The majority of our draft picks that we have in, a, in the draft year that everyone is quite excited about, the 2005, you know, at least we have them right now. I should say we're excited to you know have that add a player like Jet and still have uh, our draft picks heading into a, what could be a very good uh, Bantam draft class.
1: Uh, steep price to pay, but boy, Jet was a, a good player, a, a very good player, as you said, a, a bona fide number one guy uh, in the WHL. Steep price, but a very fair price to get him uh let's move to the forwards and I mentioned you, you get to bring back uh your top three scorers from last year in Mark Kasselik, James Maumann and Carson Folk and I I would suggest a guy like Riley Stotts underachieved I, I'm a fan of uh, Riley but it uh, seemed like he struggled uh, throughout uh, parts of last season um tell me about your forward uh, group and uh, who you expect to, to lean on other outside of uh, your two overagers in Kasselik and Maumann
0: well, I think Carson Folk getting drafted by Vancouver. Uh, obviously, great feather in his cap. Had a good second half of the year. Great playoff. Probably was our best playoff player from both rounds. Um, he went to the World Junior Summer Selection Camp. Riley Stotts, uh, you know, everyone talks about, geez, it was a disappointing year for Riley Stotts. Suffered a shoulder injury early uh, in early in October. Our team was struggling. He was struggling coming back from Toronto's training camp, but he was almost a point-of-game player when he came back. And I mean, if that's a bad year, I'll take that. because right? I I agree with you. I think the sky is the limit for Riley. We expect big things from him and uh you know, we add him to our lineup. Josh Prokops now knows what the Western Hockey League is about. It's his second, you know, first full season here. He came in after the first weekend last year from Vernon with the BCHL where he was coming off shoulder surgery, major shoulder surgery the year before. So, you know, it's a big adjustment to come to our league as it is and then coming off a major injury. He had a good finish to the year. We expect big things from him and him to contribute top six minutes. Riley Fiddler Schultz uh, plays hard at both ends of the ice, a 2002 16-year-old uh, we, we're going to have a big thing a big year for him expecting we 've got some injuries uh, Hunter Campbell had major knee surgery in February. He was knee uh, in a game in Regina and suffered major knee damage had surgery done in february we don 't think he 'll be back to start the regular season, but he 's made great progress so far and might miss maybe the first three weeks of the season so he won 't start the year for with us he will be a key contributor for us as an eighteen year old who can play you know up and down the lineup uh Kyle Zimmerman another one who can play up and down the lineup unfortunately had uh, hip surgery in early July he will miss the first half of the regular season so you know his uh, rehab's going well but it's a slow process and, uh, and we probably won't see him until January so when you take those two guys out there's going to be some spots and uh, you know Ty Carrier you know he was injured a lot last year an 18-year-old from red deer he's going to get an opportunity to move up and down the lineup as a right-handed shot, uh, Devin Claussen, as I alluded to earlier, can play both forward and defense. Uh, then you've got some good 16-year-olds in Sean Chagall, uh, and, uh, Zach Funk, two guys that we think that, uh, you know, had definitely have a chance to make our hockey team. And we're not throwing out, uh, you know, a gentleman by the name of Orca Weisblatt up and down last year. He played in, uh, a couple leagues in the junior A in Western Canada, finished in Portage. But he was up with us for an extended period of time with all our injuries. And, uh, you know, as you know, you win with older players. And uh, Orca made an impression last year when he was here. And uh, he's going to have an opportunity to compete for a spot as well. Uh, We've got some O2s that are coming off uh, playing midget hockey, you know, both in the Saskatchewan Midget League and in the Alberta Midget League. They'll have a chance to make the team. So, again, that's what training camp's about. And, yeah, in the two Euro forwards that we talked right off the top, you know, we're going to have some guys that, uh, you know, competition's going to be tight.
1: Mm-hmm. Lots of competition. As you said, that's a good thing. I, I wonder, uh, you have some, uh, some players on your uh, protected list, your college list, guys who are listed at least uh, currently, that they're going the NCAA path. Uh, any chance any of those guys uh, show up in camp that maybe fans aren't expecting?
0: No, not right now though. Everyone will stay the way it is. And, uh, you know, we did, we did obviously touch base with uh, Quinn Olson and his family we met with them in the summer. We've also talked to Johnny Tyconic, but as it is, both of them will start, uh, both in Minnesota, Duluth for Quinn Olson and, uh, uh Johnny Tyconic will go back for a second year at North Dakota.
1: Jackson Niedermeyer, another one of those guys.
0: Exactly. We talked to Jackson last year at the sports school championships in Penticton and, uh, He's looking forward to going to Arizona State. He had his season cut short by shoulder surgery last year, too. So, you know, obviously he's kind of a year behind him. It's his year because he lost most of it as well. So, uh, yeah, we don't expect uh, any of those three players in camp.
1: I know one of the questions is what you expect to be one of the uh, the hurdles for your team to clear uh, over the course of the season, biggest challenges along the way. If, If I would have asked you that last year, I would have said maybe with the new head coach coming in, how long it takes before coach and team are on the same page you guys had such a, a strong preseason uh, last year uh, to have steve hamilton again full time uh, as uh, the coach everybody's used to each other now how big of an advantage is it now to have that one year under under the team's belt for coach and players all everybody on the same page
0: i think it's huge gee i mean uh, some of our guys have had had three coaches in 3 years yeah so to have stability and have the whole coaching staff back and uh, uh, in steve hamilton trent Cassand, jason Labarbera, and joel Otto, along with our athletic therapist and equipment manager there's no change last year we had a lot of change from the head coach to the uh, uh to the athletic therapist to you know coaches again trent Cassand working with his third coach in three years jason labarva the same thing joel Otto. so it was nice that you know they they built a good bond and uh good working relationship and i know everyone's excited to be back and uh you know we're excited about the year we uh we like, uh, we like our hockey club. We've got holes just like any other major junior team. That's the beauty of junior hockey. But, you know, there's some good teams in our, in our division. You look at the Medicine Hat Tigers, you look at the Evans and Oil Kings. You can never count out, never count out the Red Deer Rebels. They're always there. You know, Lethbridge might, they lost a few players, but, you know, they, they've got a winning tradition as well. I mean, I think the central division has you know, made some strides, obviously, last year, you know, from a, Two years ago it was quite weak and then uh, last year it got back to where it was in the, for many years and I, I think it's going to be a real tough division right from the get-go.
1: Yeah, parody in the division last year was, was, I mean, the races down the stretch was phenomenal for the fans to, exciting for everybody involved. Um, this year when you're projecting what re- a reasonable expectation would be for your club, I mean, the goal is always to win the WHL championship. Um, uh, but legitimately, this is a team, in my opinion, that should, contend for the division championship at the very least you feel the same
0: well i like to think that but i mean you know there's been lots of teams that are you know penciled in on paper in august or september before the season starts with all the pundits say that you're going to be the guy and uh, you know you got to put it you know you got to let your talking you got to do your talking on the ice and i i think that uh, we have the potential but as i alluded to Madison Hat Tigers, Edmonton Hawkings, two very good hockey teams. And uh, again, not talking, taking away from any other team in the Eastern Conference, but there's some good teams in our conference. And, uh, you know, a lot of it will depend on players or who comes back from pro. And that affects so many things and in, in, in our game. I mean, uh, you know, if you get those top end guys back, you just, you don't replace them. I mean, that's just, it's impossible. So I, I really, you know, I don't like to set goals. But, I mean, I've always said all along, I used to say for my years in Kootenai, they give out two trophies every year. If you're not going to try to win them, why play? And, I mean, you know, we're going to try to do our best, and uh, we've got to make some tweaking and uh, making our lineup better at a certain time. We'll definitely do that.
1: I like that. Uh, When does camp open, Jeff?
0: Camp opens uh, fitness testing for rookies and uh, veterans on August 28th. We moved it uh, We're a week later this year. We uh, we just felt the season is too long, and uh, so we'll do ours instead of – that August 22nd weekend or 23rd, 24th, 25th, we'll do it and finish on Labor Day Sunday and uh, get going with two exhibition games against the Oil Kings on the 6th and 7th and then the final weekend playing uh, Medicine Hat or excuse me, playing Tabor against Medicine Hat and play an exhibition game at uh, the Saddledome Dome against Red Deer to close out our four games exhibition
1: season. All right, well, we'll see you when you come up uh, to Edmonton for that exhibition game. Really looking forward to the year, Jeff, and as always, appreciate your time. Thanks for this. Good luck.
0: Anytime, Dee. Thanks for having me.
1: That's Jeff Shannoth, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to get the GMs on this year, because guys like Jeff Shannoth uh, bring it when they're on the show. Terrific job. Setting up camp for the Calgary Hitmen, who, in my opinion, I mentioned it during that interview, I think they should contend for the uh, at least the division championship. And I agree with what he said. There's going to be parity again this year. I thought the parity in the Central Division last year was fantastic. Went right down to the wire. You had Calgary. You had Lethbridge. You had Medicine Hat. You had Edmonton all duking out. Red Deer was in there until they faded right at the the last month of the season. I think it could be a a similar situation again this year. And and then you had Swift Current into the mix this year as well. All right, we go from the Calgary Hitmen to the first team out of the U.S. division that we're going to profile during this run-up to the start of the WHL season. It's the Everett Silvertips general manager, Gary Davidson, is on the Pipeline Show next. <laughs> Left wing, the drop pass, Kendry into the offensive zone, top into the net, in front for Matson. what a save by Dustin Wolf! He stretched out with the glob, makes a save and covers! Oh my! 8.37 to go in the second! Hey, it's Dustin Wolf with the Everett Sober Tips, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. Touch
0: the ground. hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90 percent rate dylan larkin
1: score wow what a goal kevin
0: shattenkirk goal! and james van riemstein were stars on campus before the nhl stage whether you are a fan or a player nothing compares to college hockey visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at college hockey champions of the college
1: hockey world